Γεια σας! Γεια σου Έλλης! Γεια σου Γιούλη! Welcome to a new episode, the ninth episode of our podcast. In the previous episode, we discussed about verbs and how to conjugate verbs mm-hmm. and actually how to recognize verbs and categorize them. Last time, we've talked about group A. So first, we'll do a recap of what we've learned last week. And then we're going to move on and we will talk a little bit more about group B and how to conjugate that group, because these are the two basic groups in Greek. And if you know those, you know something like 80% of the Greek present. And then there are some other verbs, but... Yeah, we're going to talk about these later, don't worry. Yeah, they're not that common. These ones are the most important, that's true. Exactly. I think it's the first step to be able to communicate in Greek and then all the rest will will stick easier if you master these two groups. Yeah, I think so too. Are you ready to go over the verbs we've learned last week? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So the two verbs we worked on was pieno and dulevo. Do you remember the meaning of those verbs? What's the meaning of pieno? Pieno means to go. Dulevo is to work. Wow, well done, Elis. Do you remember how to say you go, but singular, you one person? That is pienis. Great, yeah. And do you remember the meaning of pienun? They go. They go, yeah, that's right. It's the third person plural. How can we say Maria goes? Maria pieni. Pieni. Y Maria pieni. Bravo. And what about dulevete? Do you know what's the meaning of this? It's you guys work, <laughs> you plural. Exactly, you plural. Or there is one more thing. Or you formal. That's right. We use the second person plural to be more formal, but also to show respect. I think it's very good that you ask me them randomly and you don't ask me, can you go over the entire verb of pieno? Because that's often the mistake that we make is we learn a verb and then we go over it like pieno, pienis, pieni, pienome. But then if you are in a conversation and you're thinking like, we are going, you don't have time to go over the entire verb and to be like, okay, uh, pieno, pieno, pienis, pienome. So we go. <laughs> you need to kind of know immediately. So when Yuli asked me, Maria goes, I need to immediately think, I Maria pieni. And I think that's very good. But in the beginning, obviously you struggle with this a lot and it takes some time for you to get used to all of that. And that takes some practice. So if you can't do that yet, don't worry, you will get there. But just so you know that this gets easier with practice. Yeah, and it comes naturally. Like in the beginning, yeah, you will go through like the whole conjugation. And let's be honest, we don't use all the um, different persons. We use more the I person, the you person. There are some specific ones that we're going to master quicker than others. It just needs some practice and patience. 
And I'm sure you all, you know, like, at least it took you like a year. Yeah, about a year. Now I can have a conversation in Greek. But I remember in the beginning, the first lesson I had with Yuli, she needed to talk really slow. And I really couldn't understand so much of what she was saying. It took me so long to process things. So it's very normal. Yeah, it depends also your background. What's your mother tongue? And if it's like similar to Greek or not, not only about sound-wise and pronunciation-wise, but also mentality-wise, if it makes sense. Because different languages, they have a different system. So I'm going to ask you one more question about the previous episode. And then we're going to move on with a new group of verbs. Do you remember how to use the we form, like we work? Dulevume. Dulevume. Okay, great. And I want to take one more verb from group A that we've already done, which is the verb matheno. Now take a moment to go over this in your head, what the conjugation of this verb is. Matheno, mathenis, matheni, mathenume, mathenete, mathenun. Well done. So let's move on now to group B. Yeah. Do you remember? Because last time I mentioned it, but I'm not sure that everybody remembers that. So I think it's nice if we repeat it. Like, how can we actually categorize these two groups? Like, what's the thing we have to, you know, like observe to categorize these two verbs? Do you remember? It was the accent, where you put the accent. That's correct. So the accent in group B is on the ending, on top of the ending. So we highlight the ending. And in group A, the accent is on the stem. That's one thing. The other thing is the dominant vowel. So the dominant vowel in group B is A. So for example... Milao. You see, a is always highlighted. And that's the trick. That's what you have to pay attention. It's like if a is highlighted, like milao, rotao, xipnao, it's group B, group B1. Where in group A, it's kind of mixed. E, o, u. Okay, listeners, this is very important what Yuli just said. So the difference between the two groups is where to put the accent. In group A, this is on the stem. So, cano, catalaveno, maceno. You don't say cano, catalaveno, maceno. It's not on the ending. That is group B. Group B verbs are on the ending. We will give you some examples in a little bit. And another thing is the letter A, or in Greek, A. You will see in how we're going to conjugate them that you use the letter A everywhere to conjugate them versus in group A, we haven't done that. That's how you recognize them. Okay. So do you remember the meaning of the word milau? Milau is to speak. And we've also had xipnau rotau. So notice that the accent is on the ending because au is going to change. Milau, xipnau, rotau. 
You do not say Milau, Xipnau. <laughs> you get my point. It's on the ending. So that's what makes it group B. We actually had the second person of Milau already. Yeah, that's right. Do you remember it, Alice? Yeah, we had it in Do You Speak English? Milas, Milas Aglica. That's right, yeah. Milas Aglica. Yeah. Milau, Milas. Milau, Milas. As you can see, it adds an A, Milas. And the third person is... Milai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Milai. Milau, Milas, Milai. Milau, Milas, Milai. Then we speak is Milame. Milame. You plural. Esis Milate. Milate. And they speak Milane. Milane. Okay, so as you can see, you replace all the vowels with A, or with A. Wherever is a vowel, we just replace it with A. If it was a group A verb, like diavazo, you would go like diavazo diavazis. So you would have like an E there, is. But now in group B, you have A, milas. Okay, so let's take a group A verb to compare it to, so you listeners can actually hear the difference. So let's take cano, for example, the verb, and compare it to milau. So the I form cano, in group B it's milau, so you hear there's an A. Canis, milas, there's an A. Cani, milai. And so we form canume, milame. Canete, milate. So instead of ete, it becomes ate. So there's an A in there. Canun Milane. There also comes an A in there. I will go over the whole verb of Milau. Milau, Milas, Milai, Milame, Milate, Milane. That's correct. The other day I was googling some of these B1 verbs and if you look for them on the internet you often also get a different conjugation and in the beginning I was so confused by this because I didn't know which one to use because the internet would say instead of milau they would say milo or instead of rotau they would say roto and then the we form would be milume instead of milame. It is not wrong to use that set of conjugations. It is used in Greece, but it's more regional or it's maybe more of a dialect. I really recommend you to stick to the conjugation that we're giving you in this episode because that's the one that's most commonly spoken and that's most commonly said by all Greeks. Just wanted to point that out in case you're Googling B1 verbs and you're thinking, huh, why is the conjugation different as the one that we're teaching you? It's just because of that, so that you know that. Thanks for mentioning that, Elise. <laughs> I think it's very important because there's just too much information and tons of different opinions. So it's quite confusing if you're studying by yourself. It's quite confusing. Yeah, exactly. It's just easier to stick to this one instead of learning both sets of conjugations. I think that's very confusing in the beginning. Yeah, at least in the beginning. Uh, and then when maybe when you're going to be more advanced you can recall these second types as well. 
Yeah, so you will be able to understand them at least, exactly. Okay, let's get back to the lesson. Let's do another one. Let's do ξυπνάω. I think you know this verb already. You know one word, it's an English word, and it derives from this verb. Can you guess it, Alice? Um, I am thinking because it has to do something with wake up. They say like hypnotherapy. Yeah, exactly. Or hypnosis. I was thinking about that, but then I thought it wasn't related. Sleep now, it's like I don't sleep anymore. I wake up, basically. <laughs> and it's in the same family with the word hypnos. Or hypnos is the sleep. Ah, this is so interesting. Creating this kind of connections, it's something that I adore. I used to do that when I was learning languages. And now I'm just trained to observe this kind of, you know, like connections between languages. And I love that. I love etymology. And I like to mention this kind of things. But that's good because it makes you understand it faster too. And that's also what makes Greek so interesting. Exactly. And I think this is the way to learn new vocabulary, creating kind of learning paths to remember the words. Because if it's like one word, ξυπνάω, and there is no other connection, it's, you know, just a sequence of letters. And it's difficult to remember a sequence of letters. You have to connect it with something. And verbs is easy. It's like an easy way to connect them is with an action. So you remember, like you just picture yourself waking up and then you remember the verb ξυπνάω. But this is just one way to reach this verb. Mm -hmm. So if you have just one way to reach the verb, it's easier to forget it. Yeah. But if you have multiple ways of remembering it, so you have the picture in your mind, you know, like you're waking up and then you remember as well that, oh, you know, this verb has to do with hypnosis or hypnotherapy, words that have to do with sleep. And it's an easier way to remember it. Yeah, for sure. Good tip. So let's conjugate it. Xipnao. Uh, Xipnao. Xipnas. Xipnas. Xipnai. Xipnai. Xipname. Xipname. Xipnate. Xipnate. Ke xipnane. Xipnane. Bravo, Elis. Okay, I'm going to go over it one more time. Xipnao. Xipnas. Xipnai. Xipname. Xipnate. Xipnane. Yeah, that's correct. So, Elis, how would you conjugate the verb rotao? Okay, I'm going to do this with the listeners. How do you think you would say, I ask? Rotao. What is you ask? Rotas. He asks. Rotai. We ask. Rotame. You guys ask, or you plural ask. Rotate. And they ask. Rotane. Rotau. Rotas. Rotai. Rotame. Rotate. Rotane. Πολύ σωστά. 
How do you pronounce the R? That might be a tricky sound to a lot of people. In Greek, it's like Spanish a lot. It's like the rolling R. Yeah, Spanish has two R's. You have two R's next to each other. It's very strong. It's like a R. But you also have one R. And I think that's the one you need in Greek. Mm -hmm. You would say rotau and not rotau. Was the letter R for you difficult? Yeah, definitely. Because in English it's very different. We do not have this sound in Dutch either. It's still an unnatural sound for me to make. I haven't been making this since birth. No. So shall we do a little quiz? What do you think? Yeah, or give me a new one, a new verb in the B1 category that I can conjugate. A new one. Okay, I'll, I'll go for my favorite one. Okay. Which is, I love. Oh, I love. Okay. Do you know how to say I love? Yeah, it's agapao. It's in every Greek song. Like, I love you, sagapao. So the verb I love, agapao. Exactly. Agapao, agapao. How can we say... You, singular, you love. Agapas. What about agapai? What's the meaning? He or she loves. Exactly. And agapame? We love. Mm, how can we say you all love? Like you guys love. Agapate. Agapate, agapate. And what about agapane? What's the meaning? They love. So the whole thing. Agapau, agapas, agapai, agapame, agapate, agapane. Exactly. Well done, Elise. You did a great job. Yay. And I don't know if the audience wants a homework. <laughs> It's my teacher's nature. <laughs> the lesson's over and you give homework. Exactly. The lesson's over, so I have to. Okay, then give us homework. I, I can't help it. <laughs> give us two other B1 verbs. <laughs> and we'll get over it next episode. Okay. So, um, let me think. You can conjugate... The verbs apadao. Apadao. This means to answer. Apadao. So we had rotao. Mm -hmm. Why not to have apadao as well? <laughs> exactly. Question and answer. And another very important verb for me, which is pinao. And it means I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm always hungry. I love that in Greek you have just one word to say, I am hungry. You can just say Be now. And it's like your basic life need is covered. And everyone gets what you're saying. You don't have to go through like three words. I am hungry. Just be now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, you know, like one verb. Be now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's two verbs. So, um, apadao. Apadao. Que pinao. Pinao. Pinao que apadao. Okay, let's do it. Efjaristo, Yuli. Ah, thank you, Alice. And thank you guys for listening to us and thank you for your time. <laughs> It's very valuable. All right. See you in the next episode. Filakia. Filakia. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can now download the transcript of season one. You will find all the lesson notes, the dialogues, the stories and a lot more useful information.
Go to unlockinggreekpotential.com or find the link in the description of this episode. See you next time!